Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. Don't forget, you can always read my work on ESPN.com. And on Tuesday, you can use ESPN.com for one-stop shopping for all the NFL cuts. I'll be filing stuff on the commanders and their moves. Every other reporter will do that analysis. You can see who's available, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm going to get into some roster decisions they have to make over the next 24 hours and then play an interview I had with running back Jarrett Patterson after the third preseason game Saturday night. And just to give you kind of a glimpse into his thinking, I know that a lot of people like him. I mean, he's an easy guy to root for, the size, the the hunger he plays with. And just, I think you'll enjoy hearing what he has to say about the situation he's in and how he's approaching it. So stay tuned for that. And the other things to know here, final cuts must be made by four o'clock Tuesday. They're going to have theirs in be somewhere between noon and two o'clock on, excuse me, by four o'clock Tuesday. Yeah, I said that. So they'll have their final cuts in probably between noon and two o'clock on Tuesday. So that means they're going to start releasing some players on Monday. There's going to be some obvious cuts they can make Monday. And then the tougher ones probably will come a day later. So just so you know that. So right now they're meeting on all these cuts. They're meeting on players. What should they do? How many do you want to keep here? And every discussion I, I tell guys, you know, we talk in the press box about like, what do they, what do you think they're going to do with this guy, that guy? Are they going to keep 10 here, 11 here? What are you, you going to do? It's the same discussions that they're having internally. And so that's why I think this is all interesting because, you know, you guys are having the same discussions too, you know, so that's, that's what goes on. And there's going to be some coaches who are going to say, I can't believe they kept this guy at that position over my guy at this position. That's what happens anyway. So again, Start making some moves Monday, probably Monday afternoon, maybe early Monday evening. Final cuts, a lot of them would be made Tuesday morning. And by noon, we may know all of them. So, you know, follow, again, go, go to ESPN.com for the moves, Twitter, John underscore Kime. I will say my son is leaving for college on Tuesday. So I'm going to have a few other things I'm worried about Tuesday morning, helping him get ready and packing, et cetera, and sending him off. So anyway, there you go. Now you know that. So let's get to the positions and just kind of how I see it. Based on many conversations over the last month, and especially over the last week, just how I think things might go. Because here's the other thing. It's funny because you have to do these 53, and, and I have my 53 projected roster up on ESPN right now. We're doing this, and I always think like, oh, you want to be right, you want to be right. And then I'm thinking, before, when mine is turned in, even they don't know what's going to happen. Like, they are still, like, they still don't know. So, Sometimes it's hard to know, but we do it anyway. So let's take a look at it. And I'm going to go fairly quick because some of them are just what it is. Quarterback two, uh, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett. I know Jake Fromm did a nice job in the preseason. He's a guy that spent a lot of time on practice squads. I don't think he's going to get picked up. They're going to, I would, I would imagine he's going to go on there. They're going to want to save that roster spot for another position. Jacoby Brissett is a proven NFL player. It is a very good backup and he did have a nice, do nice job with the Browns last year as a starter. But if nothing else, he's a quality backup. You know, so there we go. There's really no, not like there's any discussion internally on that. And I know because Fromm had a nice preseason, fans are going like, ah, 
There's no discussion there with that. Jacoby Brissett is the backup. It's not because of salary he had. It's because of the NFL experience he has and what he's proven on there and some of the limitations for Fromm that they would that would show up more when you're facing starters. Anyway, but he's a good guy to have around. I think Fromm, to be honest, Fromm's the kind of guy who you could see going into coaching at some point with all that he knows and the experience he's had in multiple systems. So he's a good guy to have around, have on the practice squad. There you go. Running back. So I think this is where it starts to get a little bit interesting because there's going to be three guaranteed. Um, uh, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Chris Rodriguez. Rodriguez has shown that I think he could be a helpful pick for them having, you know, picking him up in the sixth round. I like what I've seen from him. So the kid can, I think the kid can play in this league. A good, seems to be a good pick. Then it's like, what do you do after that? And the only guy that I'm wondering about is Alex Arma, the fullback. And he also can classify as a tight end, but for this purposes, I'm going to put him here because I'm talking about it first. I would not be surprised if they cut Arma and then pick him back up or put him on the practice squad, but then he's going to play for them because they do want to use a fullback. I just, I don't think my guess is very, not, not as many teams use a fullback anymore. So let's start with that. So the fear of losing him is not that high. And, you know, he's been exposed before a number of times and he's still coming back here working kind of usually on the practice squad. So the point is, I think that if they want to create a roster spot initially for someone else, they can do it by cutting Arma and then getting him back on to the 53, whether it's after after waivers or everybody clears this week or maybe next week, but sometime before the game. And I do think he'll have a role in those games as a, as a fullback slash tight end. So, but I think that's where it gets interesting. Receiver, I because of Kaz Allen's tough night on Saturday, I'm going to say six. So and this is where, again, some people are going to be maybe, I don't know about up in arms, but I know that Mitchell Tinsley, Bryson Tremaine, there you got your fan, they have their fans out there. They're not going to get, like, they're, these are guys that, that Washington likes. They're, they're going to be, I don't see them making the roster because I think it'd be hard to see what do they do? What do they add to this roster that's going to help them now? So you have your first four those guys are, you know, we know who they are. Then I have Byron Pringle on there. And then my sixth would be Dax Milne. So, and I can hear the screaming now, uh, well, who's going to return punts? Who's going to, you know, so that's, that's Milne has a role there. If you don't put him on there, who returns punts? They don't have a guy. Pringle has returned. He returned, he has yet to return a punt in the NFL. You're not going to try his first punt in the NFL in the in the season opener against Arizona. And he's had very he had a few in college, but not that many. So they don't know what he's doing. That's why they had Allen out there all the time. They want to see, but they also know what they have in Milne. We all know he's not, he doesn't make a lot of guys miss. He catches the ball. That fumble really, really hurt Allen because it's the it was their fear. How is he going to handle these situations? And while Ron Rivera tried to downplay it a little bit after the game, and I think Allen will learn from it, I think he can help them in that role eventually. Do you trust him right now to put him back in that same situation against Arizona, fourth quarter of a tie game, making the right decision and securing the ball? That's what. You, that's how you have to look at it. It's not about, oh, can you get 20 yards? You got to start with catching the ball and securing the ball and then go from there. So if you don't have Milne on the roster, who returns your punts? You could get someone from another roster if that guy's available, but we don't know that. So right now, that's where you go. And like with Tremaine and Tinsley, good guys put on the practice squad, but you have to look at that last spot for receivers is a special teams spot. So how can they help? Those guys don't, you know, they were on some special teams, but they didn't really stand out on special teams. Now, I will say Tremaine gives them something they don't have, 
which is size at receiver. And Tinsley did a nice job in the preseason. So that's that's good. But when you're looking at roster spots, you have to look at all the stuff and the special teams as a key factor. And that's where, again, they know what Mill can do there. We all know what he can do there. It's, he's not going to be dynamic, but he'll secure the ball. Now, if he stops securing the ball, then you have a problem. But I think you keep Kaz Allen around as well to develop as a returner, keep giving him more and more and more reps and practice and practice and practice just to get him. And then you're going to have to put him back there at some point if the need arises. But that's why I go with Milne as that sixth one, because again, you got to help on special teams and that's where he is. And the other two really don't have, would not have that kind of role for them in, in this situation. That's how I see it. And I, and I do know, like, I know they like Milne and I know they like him in various spots. You know, he can play multiple receiver spots. They like him in the red zone. I know, we, I know what you're all, I know we haven't seen enough from him, but I'm just telling you how they think. And I think the the special teams and the returnability will be what the deciding factor there. Offensive line, I had 10. So you have the starters Plus, then I'm going to put Chris Paul as a backup. Cornelius Lucas as a back, obviously a backup. Ricky Stromberg, uh, Tyler Larson, and Braden Daniels. Now, Stromberg's ability to play guard and center really has elevated his chances to be active on Sunday. And I like what I saw from that kid. But I still think, based on what I've heard, is that they still would like three centers on the roster. There's Tyler Larson, you know, an experienced guy. And I think after what they've gone through the last couple of years at that position, they want to make sure that they are covered. I know with um, Paul can be a backup guard. Lucas is your swing tackle. What happens with Daniels? Well, Daniels did progress over the last week or two. Enough to contribute now? No. But enough for them to say he warrants a roster spot. And that, again, it's what they think about how how this, or it's what they think that matters here. Um, and so I don't, and I don't think they, they don't, they're not in the habit of getting rid of draft picks. And I don't see them doing that here. But like you, I have questions about tackle because you have Leno and Wiley been de dealing with some minor health issues over the last couple of weeks. If you only have one tackle that you think can help you, what do you do? So I think I'm going to continue looking at waiver wires and that's where you get into um, like a guy like Alex Arma. If you cut him and you, you kind of maneuver the roster a little bit, you bring another, maybe you have 11 offensive line, which seems like a lot, but you're going to have to get someone in the practice squad that can play that position um, if you need to in a pinch, because if you don't think Daniels is ready and really with Daniels, they've always kind of been eyeing him as a, you know, as a guy that they want to develop because of his athletic traits. And, you know, you're looking really more at 2024 for him unless he has to play now, but I don't know again, that he'd help you. So that's why I'm still looking for tackles there. Tight ends. I had three and that's obviously Logan Thomas, Cole Turner, John Bates. And again, Alex Arma, if, if, when he's on that roster can be, can kind of play a hybrid fullback tight end role. Hot Curtis Hodges did not do enough to warn a spot to me. And I think, so I think that's where they'll go there. I think they're, I think the Armani Rogers injury is, is just, it's again, I don't I'm not talking. He's going to be Travis Kelsey, but I think he would have had a good role for them this year. Uh, defensive line. If it's up to me, I'm going 11. I know one of the, that's, I asked someone the other day what, what they thought the toughest call would be. And they said defensive line, because do you keep 11 or, or which, because if you do, you're keeping most likely four linebackers. I'll get into that in a minute. So the 11, that means I'm keeping all the defensive ends. Now, could they trade somebody? We've seen trades in the, uh, we've seen trades around the league. So yeah, of course they could trade someone because that's what, that's what, um, that's what happens in this league, right? I don't know that anybody would, 
But when you look at the defensive ends, the rotation, Effie Obata is the third end, Casey Tuhill still in there. So where does James Smith-Williams fit? Now they worked him inside, so he can do that. And I don't see, again, with the rookies, I don't see them cutting KJ Henry or Andre Jones. Um, but I know that that was a, at one point earlier in camp, that was a tight race for them. Four guys, they're looking at maybe for, maybe for three spots. So do you keep 11 or do you keep 10? That's the question. That's what they're trying to decide as I speak. Anyway, with, if the danger with only keeping four linebackers. So on the four linebackers um, would be Davis, Barton, Mayo, and Hudson. So does Eifler or Harris warrant a spot on the roster? And that comes down to, again, special teams. And that's where if you don't have those guys, you know, you like uh, the better linebacker depth you have, typically the better special teams you have. Now, if you have a guy like Andre Jones active, he can help you. He's a big guy who can run. He was a, he was a linebacker in college. He's a good athlete. But what if he's not active? Then what, then what happens? Where do you get some of that size on special teams? And I think that's something that will be interesting to watch because I know that's a consideration for them. I don't know, like, I'm not sure if some of them are comfortable with only going with four linebackers, even though I think one of the one or two of those guys you can get onto special teams, excuse me, onto practice squad and be okay. But that's just, that's part of the decision-making process for them is what do they do there? And then to me, D-backs are, are I, I think it's, it's 10. And I felt comfortable all along feeling like the corners are, you know, obviously Forbes, Fuller, and I told you the last, um, in my previous podcast that Fuller says he's going to be fine for the opener. And he was, he, when I asked him that, he kind of looked at me like, what are you kidding me? You know, but we did, we don't know because we haven't seen him and we didn't know what, what he was really dealing with until the other day. And it's a knee soreness. Um, but he told me he'd be ready for the opener. So, and they always obviously say that, but sometimes you go by their body language and the body language is like, come on, dude. And I like Kendall, we get along pretty well, but anyway, there you go. So, so those, it would be Forbes, um, Fuller, St. Juiced, Danny Johnson, um, and then uh, Christian Holmes. Holmes is a really good gunner. Hard to see them letting, let, I really, if, if it's, I'll be honest, if it's up to Nate Catcher, that guy's on the roster because he's a really good gunner. And then I think the interesting ones would be, do you keep Wild Goose and Castro Fields on the practice squad? They had a couple other D-backs flash Saturday night, um, but I don't see any of them warranting a roster spot over some of these other positions because that 11th, if you kept a six corner, you're competing with one of the safeties possibly, or with someone at another position. So I, it's, I have a hard time seeing them do that, but you, cause I think you can get them on the practice squad and then safety. I, I have five and that's, um, curl forest, Butler Reeves and Quan Martin. So there you go. That's how I see it. And so we'll see how it plays out because I think this is always interesting. There's always, some curveballs thrown in there, and I don't know if there's going to be a big curveball here. I, it's hard to see what that big curveball would be, but that I guess that's why it's a, it's a, something that surprised you because you don't see it coming. But anyway, and then then it'll be curious to see. Don't forget, like they can keep adding to this roster. So the initial fifty three is not always the final fifty three when it comes because the key is who's 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 on that roster when it comes to game day. So Wednesday before the first game is really when you have your roster for the for the season opener. Um and then obviously it's always fluid, but that's when it is because when at that point, there you go. Then this one thing I will say, and like one of the things that's hard with this this whole next two days is there are a lot of guys who they like, put a lot of stuff into this, into this job and into that, into being a player. And I look at a guy like Jeremy Reeves, 
And and Patterson, I think Patterson's kind of like a little bit of a running back version of Jeremy Reeves, where you're always knocking on that door and it's really hard to kick it in. And Reeves was here in 18, 19, 20, 21, got cut each time in training camp. And, and then last year finally makes it and look what happens. It takes time, especially if you're undersized, if you're not, if you're undrafted, if you're this, you're that. It takes a long time sometimes to get noticed, especially like for Patterson. He's in a crowded room. He's just not better than those ahead of him, but he can put good stuff on film to get noticed by someone else. But it's why these this period is, and for some guys, the dream ends over the next 24 hours. Maybe they don't want to keep going on because they don't have that motivation. But if you get put on that practice squad, you're right there. And so it gives them that little bit of fuel that need to get going or to keep going. But it's always, you know, it's always as a reporter, it's always weird because you're calling, you, you know, you call guys like, hey, did you make it? Did you not? And it's just, it's, you know, it's it's always a, a tough period for guys. And, you know, this is a big dream for them. And, you know, it can be tough, but it can also be highly, highly rewarding as well. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KIME, K-E-I-M. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KIME. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. You're in a situation like this every year. How do you deal with it? Like, what's it like for you? Because you always go out and show something. Yeah. And it's like there's always a log jam. How do you deal with that? Um... I mean, I think this just comes with a, being an undrafted guy. You know, I kind of accepted it. You know, even when I had my exit meeting with, with Scott Turner, you know, he even said every year you're going to have to prove it just because, you know, I'm an undrafted guy, which is fine to me. You know, I, I'm a guy that, 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 that I want to I wanna earn everything. I don't want anything given to me. And I think that's just only going to work out for me in the long run. So what do you what do you hope to show and like how do you keep pushing through that because you're it's always right there so you're always right there so does that help you push keep going because yeah, you're so close? yeah I think just like just 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 uh, seeing what I do every time I get an opportunity regulars in the regular season preseason uh, you know I produce and it, I think it just goes to show I can I can play in this league you know whether uh, it's here or somewhere else I, I I think that just gives me the confidence and like I said you know talking to guys like you know Joe Mixon you know a premier back in this league and saying you know. That I can be a, a, a top back in this league. You when know what I'm saying? Tell, you that? tell me that tonight. Okay. You know, even even he took my, my even I remember him talking to me my first year. That's and right, he, you guys played yeah, a couple years. Yeah, ago. And, and he told me that and he told me that again. And he said, I remember you like I love your game and you know what I'm saying a guy like that saying that to me, that just keeps me I'm I'm doing something right. So when you hear that, what is it like? Because I mean it, you know it does it tells you're doing right, but do you 
you know, does it does it boost you? What does it do to you when? Uh, it doesn't boost me because I I have the utmost confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't have that confidence in myself, I shouldn't be playing this uh, this sport. You know, I, I believe I can I can I can hang with the best in this league. Give give them more opportunities and, and the right opportunities. I, I can show what I really can do in this league. What do you feel like you're able to show this year? What did you work on coming into this year? Uh, just, just playing faster, man. Like you know, doing the same things you know I was doing in college and high school. You know, just playing faster, having fun with the game, and like I said, just uh, you know, being a student of the game. You know, film, you know, take care of my body and just things like that. You know, just being more explosive, quick. And you know, pass pro, just becoming an all all around back, you know, so I can so I had to come off on third third downs. What is this period like for you? The waiting and just wondering and trying to do the math and all that. What's it like for you? Do you I, go crazy? I don't even I don't even think about stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I, like like I said, I have a twin brother James and uh his dream is to get opportunity and he's on the outside looking in. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So things could be way worse for me. And I, I can't, I can't, you know, complain in front of him. He don't have a job, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I know that, you know, if I just keep putting good tape, put on tape, like Evie said, somebody going, somebody going to value it. You know, what, like I said, whether it's here or somewhere else, somebody going to value it. And uh, whenever I get the call, whether it's, you know, 53 practice squad, I'm going to go to work and, you know, make the best of it. You get a lot of it because you, you know you're kind of a fan favorite, too. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, love, I love here, man. I, I would definitely, you know, want to stay here, you know, be a part of this because it's something special. And, man, it's, it's different around here, you know. Um, I always knew Sam since the last piece saying he was going to be, a, be a, a guy in this league. And, you know, now, now it's his time. And I, I think he understands that he could be a franchise, franchise quarterback, you know, uh, you know, of this team. And, and I told him that. I was like, man, you can really be a franchise guy, quarterback. We haven't had a guy like, you know, like that in a long time. And I think he understands it. I'm excited uh, to be a part of it or watch, you know, and EB. EB's an amazing coach. You know, uh, he just pushes you to uh, just be great every day, and and that's what we need on the offensive side. Last one for me, and I probably for thanks guys. Um, what is it you feel like that they ha- that you have to show them to to get? Something uh, right? man, I just gotta just uh, whatever, 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 man. I'm just, I'm just trying to show them that I can help. You know, and, and whatever that might be, just show them I can I can be, I can be an asset to this team, and you know, help this team win win ball games, and that's why I just try to show you know. This year, every year in practice, you know, and just how I go about it. Watching you from afar, you're getting better, um, obviously, to all of us. Like, do you feel like? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like I'm definitely getting better, and that's just the way, you know, I work, you know, all season, you know, in practice, you know, watching guys in practice when I'm not getting reps, like AG and B-Rob, watching film and watching some other guys uh, take reps, getting mental reps, and that's really it. I, I definitely feel like I'm getting better. The game's slowing down, you know, to to me, and uh, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. Whether it's here or somewhere else, like I'm I'm excited. But it sounds like you you'd love it to be here. Absolutely. I mean, wh- wh- I mean, who you? I wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to uh, definitely play for your uh, hometown team. You know, the team you grew up rooting for. You know, being a being a fan as a little kid coming to FedEx. You know, yeah. coming training camp. I definitely would love it. You know, but I know the business. You know, I signed up for it, and uh, I'm ready for whatever happens. And back in the spring when they drafted another running back, was there any urge for you to say, I, I just don't know? You know yeah, it's so crowded uh, here. Yeah, um, I mean, it's crowded everywhere. You know, you're going to have – this is the NFL. You're going to have to compete for a job every year, especially a guy like me, an undrafted guy. You got to have to earn it every year until you until you get guaranteed money next to your name, and that's just the business uh, – you know, that's just what comes with the business, and I always been doing that. Like I always been a, a worker, a grinder. You know, I earned everything, and uh, I, I just love the process. Like you know, I love the process. I love you know, starting from the bottom and just you know, climbing and just getting everything I, I, I earn. 
Hey, Jen, I was uh, wondering, what have you learned most from being under Eric Benemy this season? Yeah, uh, so man, uh, EB, man, he, like, I, I'm so grateful I got to, you know, you know, him to coach us because he just, it's just such so many life lessons, you know, like he taught, I mean, not really teach us, but just like, he just brings, helps your mindset, you know what I'm saying? Like every day you got to, you know, bring your hot hat, you know what I'm saying? And just stuff like always put it on tape, consistent behavior, finishing, even when you don't got the ball in your hands and stuff like that, you know, people, people don't see, and that's going, that's going to help in the long run. You know what I'm saying? I feel like him being here uh, helped me my career, you know what I'm saying? Just really how to be a pro and just how to, uh, you know, during practice, you know, just how to, to have that pro mindset. And like I said, I'm, I'm glad that he's here and, and that I got the chance to work with him. And hopefully I'm here, you know, uh, still here with, with him. But I, I definitely uh, cherish, you know, my time, him, him being here if, if I'm not here. There is still time for one more family adventure this summer. The country's largest climbing and zipline park is open seven days a week until Labor Day. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the perfect place to spend the last few days of summer. Once you're back on the ground, head over to Axe Throwing and try one of their brand new games. You can play Battleship, Blackjack, throw at traditional targets, or even upload your own images. They are now accepting group and family reservations for this fall. Can't make it out before school is back in session? Not to worry. The Adventure Park is open Friday through Sunday every weekend this fall. To end the summer right, listeners of this show can now get $10 off any ticket by entering the promo code KIME23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K-E-I-M, 23DC at checkout. There's still time to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Jared for talking to me after the game. And also you heard a question from Bram in there and also Donna Hopkins. And thank you as always for listening. I'll be back with another episode Tuesday evening after the final cuts. Talk to you next time.